and welcome to week two of the Gazette High School's Sports Podcast. Football underway now. We've gone from uh, being prognosticators and predictors to, in Kyle's case, just being wrong. So, just teasing. Um, we've got a week a week in the books. Have a much better feel for uh, for the teams. Uh, the teams. Have some probably some uh, some overreactions, things that we've learned. I guess Kyle, start us off. What did you learn about the uh, uh, from the results and in, in the matchups that happened on Friday night? I learned that Smith Voke is going to win the Super Bowl, and <laughs> Jacob O'Reilly is the best player in Western Mass. You're but. not just referring to the high school Super Bowl either, right? You're, you're no, they're, yeah, they're they're gonna beat they're gonna beat New England. Um, no, it was just we had all pegged, okay, Smith Voke is going to get crushed in this game. Drury's coming down from the Berkshires. You know, Smith Voke has been historically hapless. We don't really know what they have or what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden we both get back from our games and our interns and they're like, oh, Smith Voke won like 40 to 12. And just like, wait, they, they did what? Are you, yeah, are you sure? they didn't just win. They didn't just win. They can't, they went out and played a complete football game and, and dominated. This wasn't a case of everything went right and the uh, the Uber underdog found a way to sneak one out. They hammered Drury, and, and that, that's got it for his first team that didn't win at all last year. That, that's got to feel really good. For um, Adam, you saw, uh, you saw Hamp in action. Um, what uh, would you think? What, what, uh, you saw Hamp and Amherst. What would you take from that one? Uh, it was definitely different. Uh, to see Northampton, you know, throwing the ball 20-plus times, um, you know, with varied success. Uh, Tom Jocks, their quarterback, sophomore, he he was throwing a lot. Uh, I can't say that they were bad throws, but they were mostly incomplete. Um, but the positive positive piece to take from it is that there was no way they could be intercepted. They were either kind of close to the receiver um, or they were, you know, but they weren't close to the defender, and that's that's what's important, and that shows that there might be room to grow. Um, he did play with no fear, and, and that's important. And uh, Northampton got you know three huge uh, takeaways uh, that kind of gave him the game. Does it feel like when you're in, when you're um, instituting a system like this, that doing it with a sophomore quarterback is good because you? you May, he may not have completed a lot of passes, but he's a guy that will have a chance to evolve and grow with the system and, and chance to, to – uh, to, he might not be completing a lot of them now, but, but somewhere down the road could, could be one of the uh, more reliable passers in Western Mass. Well, that's what I saw at a young time. <coughs> he, he just drops back and he slings it. And – you know that shows that he knows where his receivers are going to be, but just not not every time the throw is accurate enough. But he wasn't making poor. De- he made one poor decision throwing downfield uh, into double coverage in the first quarter. But besides that, I mean, everything was you know either his receiver had a chance at it or nobody had a chance at it. And I you know I think down the road, uh, Tom Jock's is going to be a very good player. Because this may, I mean, it'll be interesting, we'll, and we'll certainly talk about this uh, in in a in a few minutes. But um, the fact that Smith Voke was better than expected it now makes the uh, the first uh, Northampton battle between two schools from Northampton uh, that much that much more in- interesting. Um, Kyle, any other uh, any other things that you saw? Any other anything other things that, that you learned that uh, 
that could kind of partially at least shape the uh, the high school football season going forward. I mean, it, it was weird to watch South Hadley for me because I, I followed them for a lot of last year. It was a very efficient running attack. You didn't know where the ball was going to be going. They had a lot of guys you could give it to. You saw the youth. You saw the inexperience against East Longmeadow because their best offensive play was basically letting East Longmeadow score and hoping they could get a kick return for a touchdown. And, and that... It doesn't you know, generally go it's, well. It's not, it's not like they, they had three kick returns over the 50 and one for a touchdown, but it was just something that wasn't sustainable. And, you know, their, their coach is a very – Scott Taylor is a very positive guy. He, you know, he, he mentioned their youth, but it was just one of those things where you, you grow to expect certain things out of a program, which, you know, I'd watched for a couple of years with them, and then all of a sudden to see them just look like a very, like, funhouse mirror version of themselves was very odd. Be interesting to see how they evolve over the course of the season, whether or not they can pull it together and and uh, and, and and find some consist- consistency. That's been kind of a hallmark for them in, in other years. Well, and I think that's something to mention too. The the East Long Meadow team, they're like East Long Meadow's not a slouch. Like they had a big offensive line and f- fast players, and the quarterback hit on his throws. Like it's not like they just went out there and got hit by somebody they weren't expecting. And he's he's scheduled very tough for them on purpose, I think, to kind of get them ready once they do get into their league. But it was just it was just kind of a, a jarring thing to watch after last year, basically knowing, okay, either way they run, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work. They have a quarterback that can run. And then all of a sudden now, the, just things looked a little out of sync. All right, uh, next up... Um is our weekly honor roll segment each, each week in the uh, second segment of the Gazette High School podcast. We will talk about um, uh, pe- people that, that had excellent uh, individual performances in, in, in different sports. And uh, to, to start us off, Kyle, the first person on the first honor roll is? It's, to me, it has to be Jacob O'Reilly from Smith Vogue. He had 124 yards rushing and three touchdowns, which in and of itself would probably get you on here to win like that. But he also threw for 205 yards and three touchdowns, snapped a 12-game losing streak. In my opinion, the biggest game, biggest win in the history of the program, which isn't like... It's hard to argue with, yeah. It's, it, at this point, it's, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a springboard type of, uh, type of game for them. Well, I, I think that Smithfolk has won games in the past, but, you know, it's been against uh, competition that is more at their level, uh, and you could maybe say that they had a chance in the game. Um, against Drury, a Berkshire team, you know, I don't think anybody uh, thought Smithfolk could win, so I think that's that's the reason this one's the biggest. Who's next? Who? Give me another uh, honorable uh, recipient, Adam Hargraves. Yeah, I'd go uh, Emma Tanner, uh, Northampton girls soccer. She uh, made the switch to forward, and uh, in her very first game, at three goals and an assist and a win uh, versus East Longmeadow. So it looks like that move by uh, Vanessa Patry is paying dividends for the Blue Devils. Kyle, um, I'm I'm a fan of Kiana Turner from South Hadley volleyball. She um, they beat Athol in their first game of the season in five sets, and she had. 20 aces, which is a remarkable number, especially considering she only had something like 27 attempts. So a 
a huge thing for her, which is she kept them off balance. And she did not, on top of that, she had 13 kills. Adam, you get a girl soccer player for us? Yeah, uh, Smith Academy was kind of wondering where uh, they're going to find scoring this year. And Olivia Nibala, I mean, she, she had a game against McCann Tech with four goals and an assist, and that's something I think that the Falcons can build on. Kyle? Amherst Jack Yanko, cross-country runner, he finished second at the Southern Maine XC Classic in their seeded boys race and it, this is a, a massive field it's not like he's just running against one other team for him to, to do that and his run would have broken the course record had the kid who got first not also broke the course record and jack yanko is a tremendous sports name uh adam wrap up our our very first sport uh high school sports honor roll with oh, i'm gonna go with ella dean uh setter for frontier volleyball she had 32 assists in uh, a win over Westfield, which is Sean McDonald's uh, 300th career win uh, with the Red Hawks. You know, Dean is, you know, very consistent with how she plays, and uh, I think it's very important to Frontier. All right, uh, moving on to the, uh, to the game of the week. If you as a listener have a business and would like to sponsor any of these segments, the honor roll, game of the week, the picks, all uh, potentially available, you can contact us at sports at gazettenet.com and, uh, and put podcast sponsorship in the subject line, and we will get back to you pronto. This week's game of the week, if we look north, where we'll find Frontier is at Greenfield. Kyle, what, uh, what makes that one special? Well, both of these teams are 1 0. Um, Greenfield beat Mahara 24 8 in its opening game. R.J. Bird was a monster, 230 yards rushing, three touchdowns. Um, and Frontier, I, you know, I didn't expect them to go into Pittsfield and win. Adam obviously did. Um, so it's it just one of those things where you get Frontier and Greenfield together, they don't really like each other. Frontier had this comeback to, to beat Pittsfield where Bryce DeBose ran for 100 yards, two touchdowns, and he scored the game winner with, like, less than a minute. So I... It just looked to me like, okay, you have these two traditional rivals. They're both undefeated. Like, let's go. Yeah, it, it, it's, uh, this is definitely one of the – has become one of a reliably good Franklin County showdown and should be, uh, should be good. Again, we will get to that game momentarily, but let's build toward it in uh, uh, our, our picks segment. Um, start out uh, with a double local. Adam, uh, Amherst versus Belchertown. Well, I, I was lucky to have the opportunity to watch Amherst. Um, and if, if they don't put the ball on the ground, um, you know, I, I think they might have. You're talking it. fumbling, not running the ball. Right, right, yeah, putting it on the ground, fumble. Um, I think that it would have been a much closer game. I think Northampton would have had a hard time because, uh, you know, with those – Three fumbles, one of them was returned for a touchdown, and the other two gave Northampton a very short field. But uh, Amherst did run effectively the entire game. They just, you know, kept losing the ball. Um, so I'll, I'll take Amherst in that game. Kyle? I, Kyle, I, Kyle, we should note to start with, Adam was 4-1 and one last week. Kyle is trying to build back from, from a 2-3 uh, and three stumble out of the gate. 
Well, with this pick, I'm just more trying to keep pace. Am- Amherst seems to be the right one, especially Belchertown lost 45 nothing to Ware last weekend. It's it's very difficult to justify picking a team that just got beat like that. So I'm I'm gonna go with Amherst. It's way yeah, it's way too early to to reach just to uh, just to catch up. I just wanted to see how you'd you'd handle the pressure of uh, of having your record thrown in your face. It's not good. It's not good, but you know it is what it is. Kyle, we'll stay with you. Uh, East Hampton has the uh, the long bus ride up up to uh, up to Orange uh, to to play Mahar. Um, or the town of Orange right now is currently set up to look like Castle Rock for a Stephen King TV show that's coming out. Will it be a horror show for East Hampton, or, or uh, will it be uh, will, will chance to uh, to break through for them? Well, I think. East Hampton played really well against Taconic last week. They only lost 16-8 to to the defending Western Mass champions. And I, for me, that was really eye-opening. I like what East Hampton has in their line, and I think that's where you win high school football games is in the trenches. So I'm going to go with East Hampton. Adam, you're a horror movie fan and a football fan. Who's winning that game? Uh, well, I didn't really give East Hampton much of any chance against Taconic. Uh so, I mean, it just shows how little we actually know um, before teams actually start playing. So I'm going to go with East Hampton on this one. All right. Knowing that both of you guys are experts on, on Mashby High School, Adam, tell me uh, who's going to win, South Hadley or Mashby? I'm going to go Mashby. Kyle? So something Adam I, I don't think knows, Mashpee is the defending state champions in, I think, Division Four. so I'm also going to go with Mashpee. Of course I Wow, look at, the, look at the, the, it's getting, getting testy, rivalry, rivalry building early on. All right, uh, Frontier at Greenfield. Kyle? Uh, that one's tough. I, uh, I don't know, man, Frontier proved me wrong last week. They went into Pittsfield and won. I'm, I'm going to go with Frontier in their run game. Adam? Unfortunately, I agree. Oh, I think, uh, I mean, I went with Frontier at the Berkshires, which is something I never, ever do pick against someone that's uh, going to the Berkshires or pick for someone going to the Berkshires. So I tend to agree that uh, Frontier will beat the green wave. To hear Adam tell it, the Berkshires might as well be like Fort Lauderdale and Miami as far as the quality of football. It's hard <laughs> hard to break through against teams like that. But the game uh, the game with that's with ton of lo- uh, interest locally, the Paradise City Bowl perhaps. I don't think it uh, I don't think that that's it's been officially crowned that, but but uh, It is. The Paradise City Bowl. Adam, who's going to win that game? I think Northampton will beat Smith Folk. Um, Northampton just has some some big boys, some some really good individual players that uh, I think Smith Folk will have a hard time defending, and uh, maybe it'll be you know true vice versa. But I think Northampton will beat Smith Folk. <coughs> Kyle. There's a large part of me that just wants to be contrarian and go Smith Vogue just to have something different, but I'm, I'm not at a point where I can just really reach. And I think you're looking at two different orders of magnitude, just of a, a program here. So if I'm going to go with Northampton, and if Smith Vogue proves both of us wrong, all the credit in the world to them, but it just it seems like you're dealing with 
you know, different, uh, just two different classes of teams. Well, we will uh, let you, we will talk all about it next week on the podcast. You can um, follow along uh, with coverage at, uh, at gazettenet.com. You can follow Kyle on Twitter at Kyle GRBWSK. I will be headed up to South Deerfield to see Greenfield and the Red Hawks. You can follow Adam at at Hargraves24, and I'll be covering uh, Blue Devils versus the Vikings at Northampton High School, 7 p.m. Uh, Kyle, if people want to subscribe to this podcast, and really why wouldn't they want to subscribe to this podcast, if they would like to do that in a variety of different ways, as well as leaving us positive reviews, how can they do that? Well, if for some reason you have not chosen to subscribe, you can find us on the iTunes podcast app, as well as Google Play at the Gazette Sports Podcast. We're also on SoundCloud and GazetteNet.com. Alrighty. Thanks for listening. As always, we will see you next week.